now the moment we've all been waiting for. I am Nate Riggle, and you are listening to The Way of the Bonfire. All right, all right, let's rock and wriggle. Today, I want to talk about the worst advice I ever took. You know, what's tough is we're, we're all so far from perfect. It's not even funny. But confidence and a track record of success and good advice and a little bit of ego starting to sneak in can blind us to think that people who claim to have things figured out are never misguided. So the worst advice I ever took, not the worst advice I was ever given, that that list is hard to rank. <laughs> like, for example, try everything at least once. Never, never took that advice. I mean, I don't think the people saying that realize how much is included in, in everything. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the worst advice I ever took. And it was from some people who were highly successful in their field that I blindly assumed I should trust to know what is best for me because I needed to be quote unquote coachable. That that's a term that gets thrown around in <laughs> all different ways, sometimes in really good ways and other times in really manipulative ways. And it's funny, you hear a lot of, of really respected and even some of the most renowned thought leaders saying, don't listen to advice from someone who hasn't done what you want to do if they're not where you want to be. But I, I admire those thought leaders that are saying that. It, but this is a great example of that because that advice kind of sucks too. It's like um, current success is not a qualifier of wisdom. And I realize this is my opinion. I'm open to being wrong, but I really don't think I am. Not this time. Don't ask the overweight person for advice on fitness and nutrition. Like Those are the types of things they'll say. Like, oh, if somebody's overweight, you shouldn't be asking that person for advice on, on fitness and nutrition. And it's like, stop. That's reductionist thinking. Like Ronnie Coleman, one of the best bodybuilders ever, he hurt his back and he got out of shape. George Foreman, Charles Barkley, Mike Tyson, Shaquille O'Neal, Roland Gardner. You don't think any of those guys could give you a mountain of advice on fitness and sport and nutrition and strategy? Back to this kind of reductionist statement that, that just seems to be like things proliferate and it's weird. Like they, there's like certain leaders out there and they'll, they'll just regurgitate each other's BS. Like they'll say things like, you know, make sure if you're going to take financial or business advice, it's from someone who has built something substantial, substantial and is on a solid footing and knows, knows that world. Okay. Again, reductionist. It's it's simplistic. Like that doesn't cover the whole story. Like let me go s see what Bernie Madoff has to say about gaining trust in the financial markets. <laughs> 
or what Sam Bankman Fried's advice was in 2022 before he got caught. And I quote, I would never read a book, <laughs> quote unquote. You know, in 2022, I might have said, well, he's rich, so I guess I should strongly consider this advice. And what I'm getting at is that what you see now can be read all the way wrong. Just because somebody says something with confidence and they happen to be really good at giving advice does not mean that everything that they say is correct, no matter how convinced they are that, that it's right. It's taken me a long time to, to wrap my head around that. Because I, I've, over the years, I've personally, not just fr from the news, I've personally seen some wildly successful people do some of the stupidest stuff. And I'm not just talking about it in their personal life. I'm talking about it in the actual thing that made them successful. And I'm not saying that they have nothing of wisdom to offer. I'm saying that they don't have a monopoly on advice. And in fact, I would even dare say sometimes they get a little too comfortable and lose their pulse on, on what's working now. It's like, yeah, you built this great empire, but you have no, you have no like, you, you just, you, you, you got a little too uh, used to the good life. And you don't have any idea what the world is that we live in now, but got enough money in the account. You're kind of living off the past and when what it's given you. So, and I don't think that's nothing. Like I want their perspectives, but I know that when it comes to advice that, that that bowl of chocolates that they're putting out there probably has some rabbit droppings in it. So I sure as hell not, eating out of that with a blindfold on. And that brings me back to the worst advice that I've ever taken, which is put your head down and keep your blinders on, do the work and good things will happen. And yeah, it might've been my, my interpretation of it, but I, I really feel like the, the spirit in which it was said was, And it was meant to be taken was you, you gotta, you gotta go cut your teeth, man. Like, and, and people just say that and say that and say that. Um, and it's true, especially like early on in my career. And when you're younger, it's like, just go out and get after it. Like, don't, don't sit here and, and try to do a hundred different things. Like you gotta, you gotta buckle down. It's just a way of saying work hard Stay in your lane, manage your time well, and don't get distracted. But what I learned the hard way is that I'm not a freaking horse. Because this can be the putting your blinders on in the way that that's intended to be used. It can become the fastest possible way to lose yourself. And you're grounding, thinking you're doing something good, but with blinders on, you may actually just be running around in an endless circle thinking you're going places. <laughs> and 
I, I totally forgot for a solid four or five years this, this really important part of my life that I've always been really good at to deepen and broaden my connections with people, deepen the connection with, to myself and my loved ones and my world and my curiosity of it. So the biggest lesson learned is that I should never have just thought that plugging myself into, you know, this kind of nice and neat little expectation, sticking to the plan, because I got comfortable thinking narrow focus meant narrow curiosity or awareness. Like I, I, I conflated the two. And that's why perception is not good enough. They say perception becomes reality. But when you add in perspectives, I was watching this show called Brain Games, and it was kind of crazy. They, they showed perspective, and they said, look at this. But if we add these lines of perspective, you can see that these two things are actually the exact same size. So your perception at first was, that this golf ball and this basketball were way different sizes. When we add perspective lines and depth, you can see that they're exactly the same size. So you have to keep gathering multiple perspectives as you go and keep updating them. And if you've got blinders on, tunnel vision, you just, it's like, you're not, you're not seeing everything that you need to be seeing. So yeah, like I believe charge ahead don't get analysis paralysis or frozen by fear of making the wrong choice, but certainly don't put your head down because it might get stuck like that. I, I know from experience. Yes, do the work, but keep your head up and your eyes wide freaking open. Focus matters, but so does the big picture. You can focus on small and big simultaneously. Go back and and, and watch the or listen to the Lessons from Everywhere, the Garbage Men uh, episode. Talk about that a little bit more in there. The point is, is that observing doesn't mean you need to engage with every little thing that comes along or that you have this misguided curiosity. It means grow your awareness, gather intel, be open to being wrong, and to your heroes and people you admire being wrong about a lot of things. And forgive them for being just as flawed as you are. And learn to hone the accuracy of your own internal compass and ability to read it properly. And make your own judgments based on some validation and cross-referencing with multiple quote-unquote trusted sources. And just don't forget to think your own thoughts. Because when we get too zoomed in for too long, we forget that the zoom as even a zoom that it, that it can and should be frequently adjusted to zoom out like back up look around see how it all fits together it's beautiful and it's invigorating and enlivening go get them hey thanks for listening to this episode i love the chance to make your day better in some way whether that ends up being just a quick reset that you needed to change things up or even just a laugh or some fresh perspective. 
If you're getting value out of it, can you please do me a favor and share it with someone else? Because as more people find and listen to the show, I'm able to bring more good stuff more often. It is the fuel to the bonfire. Also, I'd love to hear your feedback and any thoughts or ideas or questions you have so we can be more connected and make the show even better with your input and your inspiration. The quickest way to do that is to send a message to my Instagram handle at wayofthebonfire, which is also included in the show notes. And if you just want to avoid accidentally scrolling on social media, you can send me an email at nate at wayofthebonfire.com. And you know it, but make sure you click that follow button so you can catch new episodes as soon as they're available. Keep tending the bonfire, and we'll see you on the next one.